Viter in Shas. We are in Daf Vav, picking it up on Vav. Two, four, six, seven lines down, the last three words. We were discussing about the idea of uh, graves and marking off graves, and uh, we're going to continue along the lines, my friends. Let's begin. Amar Rav Yehuda. Matzah Evan Let's say a person is walking along the road, and they find themselves in heaven. There's a stone there, and it's Mitsun. It has a marking on it. And like we spoke about how they used to do it, Rashi says, Besid Tachteh Tamid. It has lime on it. Then we know that underneath it is going to be Tameh. As the Gemara itself says, tachteh tummy, underneath it's going to be tummy. Now, Rashi points out something that you should be asking. Hold on one second. What do you mean tachteh? What do you mean you found it on the rack itself? Didn't we say that you're supposed to put the, the tzion, be mitzayinit, the lime, whatever you're, you're marking it off, it should be a little bit before it so people don't only notice it as they're already standing on it? It says over here that we're talking about over here, a case over the Evan, the reason why you're allowed to do that is because it's up high and therefore you don't have to make it far from it because it's since higher up on the ground. People are going to see it immediately before they come to teach it. But if it would be on a field, then you have to be marching the tzion a little bit because sometimes you don't notice it and you're going to come to touch it and you're going to be over and, uh, you know, oh hell, and it's going to make a tummy. So, let's say you find two stones. Rashi says we're talking about two of them are mitsuyanos, so they have, they're marked off. Then tachteim tummy underneath them are going to be tummy. Aval beinayim, what about between the two stones? What's the din there? So Rashi says, I'll read in the Gemara, im yeisid beinayim, if there's markings between them, ala aretz on the ground, then tummy, mishum tzion, because then it's going to become tummy. Because if tzion, im yeisid beinayim, says the Gemara, beinayim tummy, then it's going to be tummy also. Ve'im im yisid beinayim, but if not, then beinayim is tahor. And only right underneath the racks is a problem, but underneath the, the in between them is going to be fine. V'yam you're going to tell me it's going to be tar, even though there was no chorish that was done over there? You didn't plow it at all? In which case, uh, how do you know? And therefore you're going to say that it's, even in such a case where there's no plow, it's going to be tar. But we learned in a Bryce seemingly not like that. We found one that is marked off. Underneath it's going to be Tame. Stein found two of them. If it's platinum between them, then Benayim Tahor, then between it is going to be Tahor. But if it's not plowed, then Benayim Tame, then between it is Tame. Rashi points out, even though there's no sit over there, even though it's not marked off. Why? Because those two stones are marked off, and therefore it's like the person set it up that one stone and the other stone. At the beginning and the end of the place was going to be tummy, in which case, what's going on? Even if there is no uh, sid between them, it's still tummy unless you plow it. So what are you saying that over there it's going to be okay? I'm right, Papa. No. What's this, Bryce? So what's the case? The case of the Bryce that said that if you have if it was plowed in between, then it's going to become tar, but if it's not, then it's going to become tummy. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about a particular case. It's when you have the two rocks and the in between them, right? So you have there's sid, this marking on the top of the two rocks, but also not only the top of the rocks, but it's kind of dripping down on both sides of it. So it kind of looks like it's like a line coming from rock to another rock. It looks like it came off the top. If there was chorish sized, so then beinayim tar it's going to be tahor. You know why? Because we're going to say because of the fact that the chorish over there, therefore it kind of like peeled off from the top of the stones and fell in between, and that's why it's tahor. Vilo, but if there is no chorish done over there, then sid the beini beinihu v'tame. We're going to say that that sid that markings is the markings for the middle part of it, and that's why it's taka going to be tame. 
But what we were talking about is where you don't have any sit over there. If there's no sit over there altogether, then it's going to be tahor, even if there is no harisha, exactly like Rabbi Yehuda said, and therefore we are good and we are locked and loaded, my friends. Everything's great. Amr Avasi. Avasi says, Meitzar Echad Mitsuyan. Let's say you have a field and only one side, <coughs> like a, a Meitzar means like one of, the, one of the edges of the field. So one side of it is a Mitsuyan. It means that that is Tame and the entire field is Tahor. Shnaim, what if you have two sides of it? Then Haim Tame and Bechalos Adekulatar. Then only that's Tame, meaning underneath those rock formation thingamajigs is going to be Tame, and right underneath it, but everything else is going to be Tahor. Shloshev, three of them are marked off. Then Haim Tame and Bechalos Adekulatar. Then they're Tame and the rest of it's Altar. Abba, but if we kind of box it in, it's like a square of like four of them with the Sid. Haim Tahor, and then it flips. They actually are Tahor, Bechalos Adekulatamea, and the rest of the field is actually going to be considered Tame. The as Mar said, we don't like to go ahead and distance the, from the place of the Tumah, so we shouldn't lose out our Tzisrael. Beautiful. On to the next part of the Mishnah. We know that the Mishnah says straight up, right in the beginning, it says that what do we do? We are able to go ahead and we also send out people. This is during Chol Hamoid. We send out the people from Beisden to go make sure that there's no Kilaim going on over there at the Bolt of Kilaim. So says the Mishnah, Yotzanaf Alikilaim. In fact, the Gemara, huh? Is it really true that we send them out on Cholamoid to go ahead and check on Kilaim? Or a mini, we got ourselves a bit of a contradiction because we know we saw in the Mishnah Daf, hey, Amid Beis. Now, what does it say? We also saw this, by the way, in Shkolem. Throwback to Shkolem. Raminu, we said, On the first day of Adar, that's when they go ahead and they start saying that everybody get ready. Get your machas is a shekel ready, and let's get this party started. Valley kilayim, and also about the idea of kilayim. Oh, interesting. So what's going on over there? What's the talking with kilayim? That we go and say, make sure that you don't be planting no kilayim. Bachimisha sarbo on the 15th of Adar. What do we do? Karin some Megillah by Krachim. We start reading the uh, Megillah on the wall in the by the Krachim. By the walled cities, to go to deal with the thorns that are out there in the streets and to fix up all the roads. and go measure out all the mikvos, make sure they have the proper amount of water. do everything the need. and we set up the markers on the graves. and we go out on kilayim. Interesting. What is that? What do we see on the fifteenth of Adar? So we said over here that it's not on Cholamoid, on Pesach of Cholamoid. That's much later, right? We're talking about this a month after this. So what's the going on with you? How do we deal with this? Both of them come and answer. One says, no, the Mishnah is talking about Bachir. What does that mean, Bachir? Bachir means with the earlier stuff that comes out. If the crops have come out, they have the early ones, the stuff that grew early, and the stuff that grew late. So one's talking about with the early crops, and the other one's talking about with the later crops, and that's when they go ahead and they would send them out. So as Rashi points out, on the early ones, they go out on, on, on Purim, a month of Pesach, a month and plus later. The other one says, no, one of them is talking about Zerayim, which is grain, the other one's talking about Yerakos, veggies. Grain comes out before the vegetables. Rashi says, Even before then, and that's everything now is wonderful. Amrav Asi, Amrav Yochanan, they come and they say, Lo Shanu Ella Shein Nitzan Nikar. 
When is it true that we only send that on the 15th of Adar or in Cholomot of Pesach? Rashi says, That's only talking about that's only if it didn't start to grow, if you didn't start to see it. It wasn't Nikar, it wasn't recognizable, noticeable before that. But if it's noticeable even before those dates, then we end up sending them out even earlier. Fact Gemara. Okay, so we say we send that on on Cholamoid. What is Pshat? It's a random time. Why do we go out then? Because of it costs cheaper to pay for these guys. Rashi says means you could you could hire workers cheaper. Why? Because they're not working their malacha and Chol Shemoid. They're not working. They're available, so for they're they're willing to take uh, less money. What do we learn from this? When we're paying them, we're giving it from the Trumas Halishka, which is like from the, the treasury in the base of Migdash. And you know, you don't want to just use up the money for nothing, right? Because if you want to say that really we're paying them from the people that they actually uprooted it, Rashi says, the Balabayas, he pays it. Anytime we can save hectic money, we do it because if it's coming from another person, so then let Bezin just say you have to pay him a full amount. We don't really care. So the fact that we're saying that we do it a cholamoid in order to get him for cheaper, it must be that it's because it's coming from the money of the base of Mignosh. My nafka says the Gemara. So these hakadai tachmi did who yavinu my nafka luminayu. Why would we even care how much the money was? Kol kamed deboyelitenu. Whatever we, we you know they decide, they go ahead and they have to pay for it. So what do you see? It comes from the base of Mignosh. Now, you know, it's true you have to get rid of kilaim, get rid of kilaim, but how much is considered a problem? So I have to go ahead kama, what is considered an issue, that the, how much kilaim is there, they have to go ahead and start ripping it up. Rashi says, how much is a kilaim, the chayv levatel, they have to go ahead and get rid of it. Amarav shanino, like we learned in a Mishnah, in kilaim. Kolsa sheyeshba, beep, turn the page of the base, rova zera mimin acher yemait. And he saw that you have a quarter kava of it has, is, is, is a different type of, of, uh, of, of a minacher, another type of species of, of seed that is connected to it. That would be a problem if you reach that amount. Then you have to be a mite. You have to make it less than that in order to be okay. Rashi explains that rova means rova kav echad michav dalad besa. It's 124th of the saw. That is the amount that he's got to make sure to get rid of. Fractingor, is it really true that they come along and they start ripping out Kilaim? Vatan, you learned in the Bryces, we learned that what do they do? They establish that they make their mafkir the entire field. Aniyam can come and start taking it. Says Gamar, look, Kasha, Kan Kodam Takana. When it said to come and rip it out, that was before the takana that we're going to make it uh, hefker, going to make it odorless. And the other ones talk about it once we already did it. The times we're to the But Rishani used to be they would come around, they would start ripping out the climb and throwing it down in front of their and uh, and throwing it in front of the animals. And, and, and the balabatim, the owners were very happy. They got two dub, double whammy positives. And once they got this free labor, they had these people come along, and they're coming along and pulling out their kalai from them. They don't have to do anything for it. And they're feeding their animals. Amazing. They didn't have to pull out their kalai. Someone else did it for them. Weeded their field. And then they also fed their animals. So they set up. No, we're not letting this get, you get away with this. 
Yechon al Drachem, they uprooted it and they would throw into the road so the animals wouldn't get it. But they still had a tremendous joy. Why? Because they're having their fields that were getting weeded for them. Then they made a we're going to be Mafkir your entire field. So, as we said, one's talk, one, one, one statement is referencing at the time when, before they made the takana where they changed it and therefore they came along and they pulled out. And the other one is they eventually saw that this wasn't working and they were happy about it so they had to make it intense so they had to mafka their whole field. Zokta, the next Heiliger Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, he comes in and he says, Moshchen is Hamayim Ilan Ilan. You're allowed to go and draw water from one tree to another tree. And we're talking about here on Cholomoyed. Rashi says, because it's like a Sada Besashlachen. It's like that field that we spoke about that's on the top of the area which used to be irrigated. Why? Because the Pseidi Yaseri Ika, it's a very big loss. Aval Yashke is a Sada Kula Sada Besabal. Of a, oh, I'm sorry, of a low you can't you can't go out and water the whole field because it's a base of Baal, but you can go bring it from one tree to the next tree. As long as you're not watering the entire field. Let's say you have Zroin, plants over there, that they're not used to drinking a lot of water before the moid. They didn't drink a lot before the moid. You can't go out and give water to them on the moid. Why? Because it's not going to be, since they're not used to drinking so much before the moid, therefore it's not going to be a pseida if you're not masculine on the moid. It'll be Okay, so Rashi says, The Chachamim say you're good in both. That is wild. Says Rashi, what does it mean? They are very, very makele, and we'll explain why, the Gemara. But it seems to be saying that you're allowed to go ahead in the entire field, even at Besabal. And even those 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 uh, zraim that didn't drink before the moid, you're allowed to give them water on the moid. It said this chachamim is the Rebbe Meir that we saw in the base that maskimimenu afilu sada beisabal that he said you're allowed to give beisabal. It's like the high legal gemara. I'm Rebbe Yehuda. If you have a sada field which is mitunenes, which means that this is a type of field that generally has a lot, a lot of liquid, but it ends up getting dried up, then you'd be allowed to water it. Rashi says, that which Rabbi Lezer, with the opening line, says Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Eli Hashem, I can't talk, Rabbi Eli Yezer ben Yaakov, when he says that you're allowed to go ahead and do this, but not the entire field, that's only talking about a particular type of field. Rabbi Huda comes along and he qualifies this, and he says that if we're talking about a field, that, uh, that that it was very moist and lost all of its moisture, so then it was very, very moist, and it dried up. Then it'd be much to the Hasko Sada to, to, to water it, even though the Havet Sada Bisabal, even the Bisabal, the Kivet Havi Lacha, Ad Hashta, Yilo Maskele, Havet Pseidi Yisera, it was generally very moist, and it lost its moisture, some sort of heat wave, or it ran out of whatever it was, so now you can go ahead, it's considered like a Sada, it's like a Bisa Shlachan, even though it's a Bisabal. So everybody says, Sada Mutunen, it's a Mutan, it's going to be Mutan. Tanya Amechav, everybody backs it up. Kish Amr, also Hasko Sada Moed, when we said that it's Hasko Sada Moed, we to water on the Moed. It's something about the ones that didn't drink before the moid. If they drink before the moid, then the last of moid, you can do the moid. If it's a sudden mutunenis, it means it was moist and it lost its moisture, it became dry, then it's mutter. But you're now let it water a dry field. Rashi says, Yavisha me olam, Shain Sarchlaskos was always dry, therefore you don't have to dry it at all. You have to water it at all. Um, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to water. It'll survive. You're not allowed to do that at all. The chachamim They say it's good in any of these, even if it's a sada gari. The vizrayim shloshasof neimoid. You have a dried out field that never is used to being watered, or you have dried out stuff from before the void. You're allowed to go and you're allowed to water that as well. We learn from here that high tarbitza. Right? Tarbitza is a gina. Is a field. 
calls it Egina Shel Yurakos. You have a, 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 a garden of a veggie, a veggie garden. Shari L'Tarbuse B'Cholo Demoada. You're allowed to go ahead and spritz on it during Cholomoid. Rashi says, L'Zali Falet, to sprinkle on it, Mayim. Alpha Gavda Leka Pseid, even though there's no Pseida. Why? How do we see that? Because Sada Garid, my time, what's the reason why a dry field, you're not allowed to go ahead and you're allowed to water it all. Da'afla Mashvila Chorfa. Sorry, we're explaining this in the world of the Chachamim. And that is that he says, so the guard my time, or what's the reason why? You're allowed to go ahead, according to Chachamim. You're allowed to go and water it. I mean, you don't have to worry. You can do that. Because what does it do when you water it? Rashi says, There's no Pseido over here, yet you're allowed to go ahead and you're allowed to do it. Because what it does is it makes the stuff that's going to end up growing later that's the 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 afla mashle harfa. Afla means like later. The stuff is going to grow later. It's going to make it harfa harif sharper, quicker. It's going to make it come quick, and we let you do that. So achanami afla mashvili harfa. So therefore, over here also, you let it go ahead and do the later ones. Make the later ones come earlier. That's what the chachamim say. That's not a problem, and that's what the shmami know was on the chachamim. Let's go back three lines. Ravina says that we learned from there that high tabitza shor the tabutzi b'cholamoyd. You're allowed to go out and water this vegetable uh, garden, cholamoyd, because all that's happening, just like over there, you, your water is just making things come earlier. So here too, it's just making it come earlier. We're allowed to go out and sprinkle. Water in the stay of love in Shvias, Rashi says very important. Stay of love in this context is referencing a base about. We're talking about base about. So you're allowed to go ahead and sprinkle the water in the base about on Shvita, Avalo Bemoid, but you're not allowed to do it during Cholamoid. I, Vatanya, we have a Bryce which seems to say, Marbitz and Bemoid, 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 Shvias. The Bryce pretty much straight up says you're allowed to do it in both. You could sprinkle this water on the base about, whether it's Cholamoid or it's Shvita. That's Rabbi Eliezer Yaakov, who said that it's Oster to do it on Cholamoid, and Horabanan who say that it's Mutter to do it on Cholamoid. Another Braisa, Tanyidach, another one says, Marbitzen stay love in Erev Shvias. You can go ahead and you can be Marbitz, do the sprinkling. On a stay love in this context means the grain field, Erev Shvias, before Shemitah, Kedesh Yitzhi Yerakos Shvias, in order that it's going to come out on Shemitah. Rashi says, Avaloyaska Beshvias, Kedesh Yitzhi Yerakos You can't water on Shemitah so it comes out on Shemitah. But you're allowed to do it, Kedesh Yitzhi Yerakos Beshvias, Velo Od. And not only that, Elisha Marbitzen stay love in Beshvias. You can go ahead and you can sprinkle. Uh, on the uh, on the grains during Shemitah itself, in order that it comes out on Motzei Shvias. Rashi points out, but you wouldn't be allowed to do it on Shvias in order to come out on Shvias itself. You're allowed to do it before Shemitah to happen on Shemitah. You're allowed to do it on Shemitah to happen after Shemitah, but you can't do it on Shemitah to happen after Shemitah. Next, Heiliga Mishnah. Zok the Mishnah. Tzadon is a Ishus v'esach barim. You're allowed to go ahead, you're allowed to trap Ishus, which the Gemara is going to explain what that is, and achbarim and mice. It's going to say mouses, and mice. You're allowed to go and catch them. Rashi says, b'sdeha ilan b'moed, b'mteshim asidam bo, in a stay ilan, a grain field, right? So it says, m'sdeha ilan u'mesdeha lavan. You're allowed to go and trap them from the... Oh, stay at Elon is like a tree field, meaning a uh, orchard, and from a stay at Lovin and from the the the, 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 the grain field. Kedarko, you allowed to do it in the normal way because it's going to mess things up. have to try to change, make some sort of shinoi. So in one full, in one fell swoop, it's read it again. Sodin is a ishes ve'achal barim mistaya lovin. 
changes it to Rabbi Yehuda says from a field of trees you could do that kedarko you could do it regularly. But when it comes from a umistay, I love in shalokadako. But when it comes to the grain fields, that has to be done shalokadako, not in the normal way, with some sort of shinoi. Rashi says, because when it comes to the stay of Elan, there is hefsid maruba. They really mess things up. But the stay of Lavan, they don't mess it up that badly, so therefore it has to be done in some sort of shinoi. It's not, it's not, not such an intense uh, destruction. Umakrin is a pirza bemoed. You can close up, if there's a pirza, there's some sort of break in. Um, on a fence on Cholamoid. Rashi says that if it fell a little bit, you can go ahead and fix it up on Cholamoid. And Shemitah, you can go and you can build it. You can do it regularly with no problem. Now, what would be the issue? Rashi says, Even though it looks like you're guarding your fruits, you're still allowed to go ahead and do such a thing. Now, what is an Ishus? That it said that you're allowed to go and you're allowed to trap an Isha. So the, discuss, the discussion of suddenness of Isha is What is it? It's a Bria She'en Lo'inayim. Some sort of cre- creature that has no eyes. Rashi says, V'chofer Bekarka digs in the ground. If you look at Tosos, Tevei Maschot, suddenness of Isha's Bamoid Rishviyas, on the Mishnah, the very last line says, Isha's Mephoresh Berushalmi Chulda. It says it's described as a weasel. Okay, Oh, so I'm sorry, I don't know if I said it. So Amar Rabbi says it has no eyes, it can't see well, it's blind, or it's covered over, or something like that. Amar Rav Yishmal, Vitema Rav Yemar Bar Shlamia, my Kura, which Pasuk do we have that teaches this idea that an Ishus is a barrier, that it, that it doesn't have any eyes, it can't see. Uh, the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Rashi gives a nice depiction of the definition of what this means, but you have a snail that melts as it goes away, as it goes on its way. The falling of the Ashes that the Ishes that never saw Bal um, never saw the sun. So we see over there, I can't see. Tanar Abanan says a brisa. Suddenly, Ishus v'sakavar mistei alav mistei alil kedak. You're allowed to go and you're allowed to catch a kederach. Umacharivin chori nemalim. You're also allowed to destroy a anthole on chol hamoid. Wow, awiwa. Kate said mechirivin. How are you going to destroy an anthole? Rabbi Shlomo Liyalom. He says maybe offer mechorzev v'nosin l'tochorzev. You take offer, you take dirt from one anthole and give it to another anthole. V'hein chokin zezeh, and they end up choking one another. Rashi says from Pnei Shemirichin. As alpha uh, in my kirin ba'osafer, they don't recognize what it is, so they actually end up choking each other. <laughs> they end up killing each other. <coughs> Crazy. He says, This is only talking about where the, these holes are in two different sides of a river. As she says, they came with the Ika Hefsik Mayim being Hani Tarti, Chore Namalam, in Makirin, Hani Bafaradani. They don't recognize the dirt from another because it's the other side of the river. For who like a Gitcha, that's only if there's no Gesher, there's no bridge going across. For who like a Gamla, and this is not where there's any sort of Shinlo Gesher, Elamina, Echa, there's no piece of wood that it can get across. For who like a Mitzra, this is also where there's no sort of Mitzra, which is a rope. Rashi says a dying cut on migam even smaller than that. Ain yochel lahalach alav ella kishakoshin chevel echad mishnei of every 
Hana, you 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 tie a rope on the side of it. You say this bo, and you hold on to that. Vahochen alosugesh, you tie and you go on that. Aval iika chad mehen makirin hani bechardani. If you have one of those things, then these ants are going to recognize the smell from the other ones, and they're not going to end up killing each other. They're not going to be successful in getting rid of it. Beep, turn the page. Ad kama. Now, when you say that it can't be next to each other, how far away does it have to be that it ends up being? Rashi says, Even if it is, if there is a river between them and there's no way of getting across, so still how far does it have to be? Ad parsa. It's got to be a parsa away, which is quite the distance. So Rashi says, parsa If you don't have a parsa between them, even if... There's a river, and even if you can't get across, it doesn't matter. They still know each other. They wave from across the way. And uh, putting dirt over there is not going to kill them. They're not going to choke themselves. They recognize the dirt. Okay, my friends, we're going to stop over here. I want to wish all y'all a great, great day.